0: Europe we have far less billionaires and the few we have, as I remarked in the last chapter of the book, they operate in the luxury business. They could provide cosmetics to the astronauts but they do not invest no does not invest in, in space, and he is the second richest
1: man in the world after Elon Musk. Hello, Space Watchers. I'm Emma, the Editor-in-Chief of Space Watch Global, and this is a new episode of Space Café Radio, your radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. Hello, Space Watchers. We are here with Patrizia Caraveo, the research director at the Italian National Institute of Astrophysics. Patrizia, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here with us again. How are you doing?
0: Fine, thank you. And let
1: me say, it's a pleasure for me to spend some time with you. Thank you so much. Patrizia, ESA and the European Commission recently met in Seville and they traced together the guidelines for the next decade of the cooperation in space between ESA and the Union. We know that one of the most uh, turning points when it comes to European space strategy is the fact that we do not have any economically sustainable heavy launches. SpaceX is ahead of us of literally 20 years. We recently had the chance to interview K.U.V. K. Schugel, who is an uh, ESA Special Advisor for Political Affairs, and we asked him more or less the same question. And he says that ESA has always been at the forefront of application and commercialization and during the last decade, they decisively caught up in provi- privatization and all space activities. However, it is also news of last week, the announcement that the EU is having a deal with SpaceX to launch nothing else but the satellites of the flagship constellation Galileo. Is this another sign that Ariane 5 and an Ariane 6 and Vega C are just not the right investment for Europe? What's your position? my position
0: is in a sense set since i ha- am here and uh, to witness uh, these uh, major failure on uh, uh, european space uh, uh, politics um european uh, and uh, uh, in particular commissioner breton uh, was uh, Saying uh, was describing uh, his uh, four pillars of vision in uh, 2021 and then repeating in 2022. And the first pillar was Galileo and uh, Copernicus uh, and as seen as uh, a, a flagship program to show the European independence because uh, he always said, Uh, that uh, his first priority was to foster European independence in space. And uh, now, the the sad new, if you want, is that uh, the European independence uh, is uh, put aside since uh, the Galileo managers uh, need uh, to put in orbit uh, four satellites. The satellites are ready. And so the choice is uh, keep them uh, in a storeroom, uh, waiting for a European uh, satellite, a, a European option, or launch uh, with something else. And uh, something else is SpaceX. SpaceX uh, is a private America company. No, the at the opposite of uh, the. <laughs> European independence uh, uh, vision and uh, this company should deal uh, with uh, a satellite which is sensitive so they are uh, finalizing a contract which has already been uh, agreed upon I read in July they are taking some time to finalize the contract to uh, be sure about the protection of the sensitive data the sensitive parts of the Galileo mission, let me say that I feel like <coughs> Cassandra. you remember the lady who used to say horrible things becoming since I wrote about this in the book I recently published together with Clelia. Iacomino called Europe in the Global Space Economy. I uh, just discussed this problem. That Europe is facing an embarrassing situation. With all the uh, uh, successes, uh, let's say, we can count on with uh, uh, the Rian program uh, years ago, Ariane was uh, the workhorse uh, of everyone who wants to launch something in the geostationary orbit. Now, it is not true anymore and Europe did not invest in the technology to make uh, their products more interesting from the economic point of view. So even if Europe Next year, we'll have a splendid Ariane 5, will cost more than Falcon 9, and uh, mm, it will not be sustainable from the economic point of view. Also, considering that European taxpayers are putting money on, on this program, Ariane is not a private company in the sense that it receives uh, substantial funding
1: from uh, the European Yes. So what do you think uh, the Union is keep supporting the Ariane program if we are so behind? It seems a bit, uh, I can see a bit of parallelism with the SSL, uh, something that it seems a bit outdated, but you just have to keep going somehow. What do you think? Because for the
0: moment, we have uh, no choice. Uh, the strengths uh, of the American space economy is the fact that billionaires believe in space as a way to make more billions, if you want. <laughs> so they invest in, in space. Of course, they also have a contract with NASA. They are not doing all by themselves, but they, they put their attention and a fraction of their money on the business, and uh, the business is flourishing, is growing. In Europe, we have uh, far less uh, billionaires, and uh, the few we have, as I remarked uh, in the last chapter of the book, they operate in the luxury business. They could provide uh, cosmetics uh, to the astronauts, but they do not invest uh, Bernard No does not invest in, in space, and he is the second richest man in the world after <clears throat> Elon Musk. We are talking about big money, but mm, money which is not invested in the space sector. Europe, if Europe wants to have some kind of launcher, cannot just stop the, the business of uh, Nespas. But uh, we should be fully aware that uh, Ariane Spass did uh, big, important, unforgivable managerial mistakes when they decided not to invest in reusable rockets. Since uh, everyone else is going in, in this direction, they did not believe uh, and there is a uh, technique which is now just completely dominating uh, uh, the, the the launchers
1: program and the launcher map. Yeah, of course, because we started as a all our startups that have f- been focusing on reusable launchers, they're just too far behind at the moment. So as you said, we don't have any other option at the moment. So not, if not keep investing in something, it is already obsolete. So you're basically saying that somehow Europe for Europe is cheaper to send its satellites via SpaceX from the States rather than via Kuru, right? That's what happened at least with CLID,
0: the, the new space telescope launched by SpaceX for the European Space Agency. The launch was originally foreseen from Kuru using a Soyuz managed by Arianespace. And we, according to what we read online, such launch would have costed 80 millions, while the contract with SpaceX was less than 70 millions. So, <clears throat> Ten million less, uh, and that's that's a fact. Apparently, this is not happening with the, the new contract negotiated by the European Commission with SpaceX for the launch of Galileo. According to the news online, the Commission would spend under the eighty million euros for two launches. Mm, so ninety millions each, uh, and uh, maybe the extra cost uh, is due to the um, all the procedures uh, needed uh, to assure the security regulation. Uh, Europe is asking to SpaceX uh, since uh, Galileo, it's
1: sensitive. We are observing a paradoxical situation in which. Uh, We are paying our competitors uh, to launch our own service. And it turns out our competitors, they have better prices than our inner system. Uh, Besides the economical uh, paradox, what do you think is the way forward for Europe? When you develop a space
0: program, you have to make a program for 10 years or so. It takes time to produce a new launch, to to study, to design, uh, and to produce a new launcher. The problem of Europe is to understand, really, the problem that are at the basis of uh, this lack of launchers. SpaceX, in 2023, this year, wants to reach a... A record number of launches of hundred launches, and Europe did three from Puro. Hundred to three is not something to write home about, let's say. And and, and the situation will not improve dramatically in twenty-four. Vegas C we hope will launch again. Ariane Six, uh, we start to launch, uh, but um, to be competitive uh, with someone uh, or uh, with a company which is able to launch hundred times a year, it's a long way to go. We really have to understand the problems behind all that, and. Uh, there's uh, this is uh, uh, Clelia jacomino and myself uh, are discussing in the book is the political um, complexity within the european space uh, activities who is managing what we have the European space agency the commission EUSPA, which is a new reality and then all the national players they all want to say what they think about it, they all have their own interest to defend. And moreover, there is this thorny business of dual satellite, defense and uh, not defense. Uh, each country wants to keep uh, the defense sector within itself, uh, not releasing information, etc. <laughs> all uh, this political complexity is just turning. Into uh, a complex uh, pathway to take a decision. And if you take uh, longer to decide, you will be always behind uh, your competitor. We are already behind since uh, we put zero money on uh, the reusable uh, launchers since Arianes decided not to believe in this technology now we see that this technology is the winner of uh of the competition and uh, we very sadly we are terribly
1: behind it so we are old we are slow and we are fragmented what a sad piece. sad but true picture um, thank you very much Patrizia, for seeing it as it is i really appreciate your sharpness and your uh, to-the-point comments on the situation, it's refreshing, and I think it's what we need to actually analyze it for what it is. I really hope that the next time we talk, we're going to have a bit of a better news, or at least a bit of an idea how we can move faster and how we can be a bit more coherent and united when it comes to European plans. We have a proposition in the book. If uh, you read the last chapter, (laughs) there
0: are proposals, let's
1: say. I'm looking forward to, to read it, and I hope that we will be able to actually come out with something propositive and practical from that. Patrizia, was a pleasure to talk to you as usual, and I'm looking forward to the next time. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for the invitation. If you want to keep the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global. Subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a space watcher. I'm Emma Gatti, editor-in-chief of Spacewatch Global, your independent perspective on space. See you next time. Ciao.